Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 13 The ride to the great citadel of Windmere was long and hard, but it seemed to pass in a blur. The great birds, which Bix learned were called skim-runners, ran tirelessly and handled the terrain better than anything man-made ever could, and they managed to stay ahead of the Slordith rescue party all the way to a long, narrow canyon, protected by a massive force-shield barrier. The raw energy of the shield crackled to life behind them, and Thera dropped her eyes in defeat and would not speak again. The city itself was breathtaking, a collection of golden spires that blazed in the light of the sunset. Jaxar proudly pointed out features as they rode through the street past cheering citizens, as if delighted to show visitors the wonders of his home. Every building, every walkway, every inch of public space was covered in photosynthetic cells, absorbing solar energy and creating the power that made things like the shield wall possible. To Bix, it was like a visit to some perfect future, yet it all felt somehow shabby, like these wonders were built in the days before the universe came calling, and the planet had become an engine of war and resistance. In his heart, Bix knew that the planet Grathal had been much further along in its development eighty years ago than Earth was now, and that if he failed in his mission, his homeworld would never be able to resist occupation for as long as these people had. They were taken from the mounts that had carried them across the Badlands, and surrounded by jade-skinned soldiers, all under the command of Jaxar, who ordered that they be treated with respect and prepared for royal audience. It seemed, for the moment, that there was no immediate danger, and Bix realized for the first time how long it had been since the last time that were true, and how tired he was. From there the prisoners were separated, and Bix quickly lost track of his friends, as he was hustled through corridors and security checkpoints, too exhausted to resist. A door was opened for him, and instead of the cell that he expected, he found himself in a tastefully appointed apartment, with a view of the central spires of the city, which shone with radiant energy in the night. In the skies high above, the burning wrecks of the blockade ships were still visible, and the streets below were full of songs of celebration. Bix fell face first into the enormous bed, and knew nothing more until morning. When he awoke, he discovered a large basket of native fruit, which would have been delicious even if he were not desperately hungry, had been placed on the table by someone while he had slept. They had also brought him a new uniform, clearly styled after the green and gold of his regulation Ranger Scout jersey, but in a shimmering, silky kind of fabric. The badges he wore had all been recreated too, as if by an alien culture that did not truly understand their meaning, but imagined them to be medals for great heroism. The only concept his alien tailor did not seem to understand was the neckerchief, which had been reimagined as a cape, which was slung over the left shoulder in the style of the Windemirian soldiers. It was amazing, but ridiculous, and Bix would not have even thought about putting it on if his own uniform, which he'd been wearing for the strangest several days of his life, was not filthy and ragged, which it was. He opened a door and discovered what he supposed to be a bath, though what it really reminded him of was the hot tub at his Uncle Murray and Aunt Jane's, except it was not full of cousins, and it smelled of neither chlorine nor pee. He soaked until he was almost made into soup, and scrubbed until he was cleaner than he had been in his life. 
might as well meet his destiny in style. He dressed and stepped back into his room, where he found Echo and Thirteen waiting for him. Echo whistled when he saw the new outfit. Captain on the bridge, he said smoothly. What about you? Bix said. Looks like they knocked a few of the dents out of you. Oh, I have been buffed in places that I didn't know I had places, Echo said happily. This is the nicest spot that we've ever been taken prisoner. I keep waiting for someone to give me the bill. Where's Thera? Bix asked. I'm fine, thanks for asking, Thirteen said. I can see that, which is why I asked about Thera. We don't know, Echo said, shaking his head. I get the feeling that there's a show about to happen, and we're just in the supporting cast. Well, let's see if we can't upstage somebody, Bix said. He looked at Thirteen, who was wearing a simple shirt and pants of plain white cloth. You made out okay? Thirteen shrugged. Well, they burned the uniform, but not me, so... That was promising. When's the last time you were out of that get-up? Thirteen thought about it and smiled. It's been a while. It's nice. They ask you any questions? A few. They don't trust me, but I just told them the truth. That I've been working with you to bring down the universe from the inside. Thirteen touched his ear and pointed up to indicate that he thought someone might be listening. What are you talking about? Echo asked in a loud voice, completely oblivious. Thirteen grimaced and pointed at his ear frantically. Yeah, 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 you've got an ear. What do you want, a medal? The robot barked. I'll explain later, Rocco, okay? Bix asked. We need to figure out what's going on. The door opened with a hiss. An enormous royal guard stepped in, clad in the same electric blue as Jaxar and his riders had been. Bix Banderson, hero of Earth, he began. I prefer hero to all, Bix said with a casual shrug. But... That's okay. The guard did not seem to know what to do with himself for a moment, but then he simply began again. Bix Banderson, hero to all. That's better. That's nice. Thank you for that. Her imperious majesty, Queen Viren of Windermere, commands the presence of yourself and your companions before... That's great. I've been wanting to talk to her, too. Let's get rolling. The guard blinked several times. But... You know the queen hates to be kept waiting, Bix said, pushing past the tall man into the hallway. Oh, and hey, thanks for the fruit basket. Most purple things were just great. They traveled by a sort of hover platform, which whisked them across the sky to a massive stadium that was filled with citizens of Windmere, all talking excitedly. There had to be a hundred thousand or more of them. Echo was right. Something big was happening. The platform lowered down slowly and gracefully to the level of the great stage before the crowd, and as they sat down the soldier indicated they should step out. An expectant hush had fallen over the assembly, and as they walked down the gangplank an excited murmur began to wash over the crowd like a wave. Bix could not understand what they were saying at first, but the murmur grew in strength until it had become a chant. Banderson! Banderson! The crowd cheered. Bix looked to the others in amazement. Are they saying what I think they're saying? Do you think they're saying Banderson? Echo asked. Yes. Then yes. Echo seemed amused. Thirteen was more astonished and raised his hand slightly toward the crowd who roared with their approval even if they did not know who this person was. He was with Bix Banderson who had broken the Great Blockade. Bix Banderson, the hero of the Rebellion. Bix Banderson of the planet called Earth. Wasn't he some kind of general? No one seemed to know. Bix's eyes drank in the crowd, but he was less enchanted than Echo imagined he would be. 
In fact, he seemed somehow small, almost unbix-like. Banderson, Banderson. I see Thera. Bix said, pointing to the far side of the enormous stage. Come on. The three of them walked quickly, directly for the captured princess, and the crowd seemed to falter in their support slightly. Banderson, Banderson, they chanted more quietly. Two guards stepped forward to block their way, crossing their spears as they did so. Bix glared up at the soldiers. Ask your queen if she wants me dead, Bix said fiercely, nodding toward the crowd. Ask them. Banderson, Banderson, the crowd seemed to find its confidence again. The guards stepped aside and the chant became a roar. Banderson! Banderson! Thera! Bix called. The princess was dressed in finery and her guards stepped aside in spite of themselves as she moved forward to greet her friends. I'm glad to see you well, Thera said with a nod. I don't know what Queen Byron has planned, but be prepared for anything. I don't think the captain was quite prepared for this. Echo said, indicating the crowd, who reacted to the gesture with rabid excitement. Banderson! Banderson! The hero of the rebellion, Thera said. Byron must have thought she could use you. But if she had known they would be this excited, you would have met with an accident in your sleep. Such a charming planet, Echo said. Thirteen nodded. I may build a summer home here. Banderson! Banderson! The crowd roared. I always wanted to be a hero, Bix said quietly. I didn't know it would feel this much like a fraud. What are you talking about? Echo asked, baffled. Echo, we didn't actually do anything. We didn't fight those ships. We didn't smash the armada single-handed. There were a thousand ships, and then there weren't any, Echo said simply. The thing that happened in between was you. And even if it wasn't, what about all of the things we did before that? All of the impossible stuff you talked me into, that happened. Echo, those were just tricks. That isn't what a hero does. They shouldn't be chanting my name. You treated the people around you like people, not things. You gave them names and made them whole. You put those troopers off the ship instead of killing them, Thirteen continued. And you made sure there was somewhere they could be rescued in time, even though it made your plan more dangerous. You saved the ship. And then you let her go, Echo said. If they weren't chanting your name, I might be. You gave them hope, Thera said. That's what a hero does. You didn't solve all of their problems, but you made them feel like maybe they can. Banderson! Banderson! The crowd roared, hearing none of this but agreeing deeply. Thera bowed her head slightly in apology. And you brought me home. Even though I might have made some promises I can't keep. I'm sorry about Earth, Bix. Bix looked puzzled for a moment, then puffed his chest out. Oh, we're still saving the Earth. Just give me five minutes to make a new plan. I think the moment of self-doubt might be over, Thirteen said. Who had thirty seconds in the pool? Aldo's Porkney, did you just make a joke? Bix asked with a grin. I think my name might be Thirteen now, and not because I am unlucky. I feel like a completely different person. It's the manual, Echo said simply. You haven't jammed the manual and its million rules into your tiny brain with a neural hammer in days now. It's all starting to fade. Thirteen pointed at his head and looked Bix in the eye. You did this for me, he said. 
Now I'd like to spend the rest of my life doing it for other people. A roar of trumpets was heard, artificially amplified to be even louder than the chant of the crowd, which did not stop at first. The fanfare played again, and another hover platform began to descend from the sky. The rest of your life might not be that long a time, Bix said with a sideways grin. Stay on your toes, everybody. The fanfare played a third time, and the crowd began to get the idea and settled down. The loudspeakers crackled as a voice called out, Presenting Her Most Imperious Majesty, the Sovereign of all the lands of our mothers, and the one true ruler of planet Grethel, Queen Viren of Windmere! Lights blazed, fanfares roared, and the queen stepped into their midst in triumph. Classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.